Welcome to the Law Firm Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Griffiths, Executive Director of the International Lawyers Network. And with us this week is our guest, Donald Creighton, who is with Holmes O'Malley Sexton in Ireland. Donald, welcome. We're very happy to have you with us. Thank you very much, Lindsay. Great to hear from you. Great to hear from you all the way from Long, Long Beach Island. <laughs> um, so how about you tell us a little bit about your firm? And um, uh, we're interested, I think, too, to hear a little bit about the situation over there in Ireland. You are working in the office, I think, so, uh, which is great. And um, so tell us a little bit about the firm. Yes, yeah, yeah, certainly. So uh, we're we're from uh, top to bottom in size, about 130 people, uh, with offices in in Dublin, our capital city, uh, Cork, our second city, and Limerick, our third city. Uh, Limerick is near Shannon Airport, which uh, U.S. visitors would know from coming to Ireland <laughs> and onwards to Europe. So, um, so I'm in this office since I started as a, a trainee lawyer back in the late 80s. Uh, qualified in 1990 and uh, one of the equity partners in the firm. So, you know, we do general practice, uh, mostly I myself being involved in litigation on the defense side. Uh, I'm, an also, I'm also the HR partner, so the whole COVID epidemic and pandemic has created a lot of <laughs> extra work at no fees for, for yours truly. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, so, so, you know, you know, such, such, such is life. And, and, uh, Again, it's been a one in one hundred year crisis, so we haven't had the like of it since nineteen eighteen. Right. Uh, although my aunt from or my cousin from Long Beach Island tells me that they, she grew up with many epidemics, and you know, uh, not much notice was taken of those. But uh, uh, anyway, she, she, you know, we've we've had this problem, and, and obviously, it really descended upon us in mid March, a, a little bit around St Patrick's Day, um, because. Uh, and news began to emanate then at that time that we had to close the office. So, so all I can say, I suppose, in that, in that context is that we, uh, we were somewhat expecting this because you would read in the paper over the last number of years, uh, if you're looking at the small details at times, uh, that, that we were overdue, the world was overdue a pandemic crisis, and we've, we haven't had one since 1918. Right. Uh, going back a few years, we were expecting the SARS uh, epidemic to hit us, and in that context, we actually had uh, developed a policy for hand washing, and we've inserted the uh, you know that the liquids, etc. We had the receptacles for those stationed in our offices, and, and in fact, uh, that 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 epidemic did not come to Europe as such, and and uh, which was which was fortunate. But they, the the receptacles were still in situ, so for, I think we're a little bit quicker off the ground because we had the news coming from Asia, 
uh, and we put those back into use in, in early um, time, certainly sometime wow. in February. Um, and and then we had people, you know, who were quite near Europe. Obviously, in Europe here, we had people who went to Italy, and I myself was at an international rugby match in London at the latter part of February when when word was 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 just coming about the the pandemic. We had clients who we were supposed to meet. Uh, an international insurance company was supposed to come to Dublin to meet us, and they cancelled their trip because that was their company policy, and that that occurred towards the latter part of February. So. Obviously, then we knew things were becoming serious. Um, we had to consider the whole situation, and really was just learning by doing. And, and, and fortunately, uh, we were able to to make a decision and put our people out remote working. And we did that uh, just about this day, the middle of March. Uh, and uh, again, being involved in HR myself as the partner, we had to sit down. We had to make the arrangements. Uh, we were fortunate, I think, that, that we had good IT systems and we had invested in that in recent years a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have three permanent IT people. One of them is a qualified, law, a qualified lawyer and has opted to go into this IT area. So we have a hardware person, a software person, and then we have a lawyer uh, who is, is, is well, originally qualified in, in computers and the like uh, and has now opted to go down that route. So, so we have a very user-friendly system and that really was a great asset to us in putting our people out remotely and ensuring that we could continue working seamlessly, which we did. And we simply kept a core skeleton staff in the office. Uh, obviously, we have incoming posts. We have uh, you know chores to be done in the office to keep the systems going. The IT people are in, so that allowed the vast bulk of our staff to work remotely, which we successfully did uh, between a period from mid March until uh, the latter part of June. Uh, so that's three and a half months mm-hmm. that most of us were working um, were working remotely. Now, I, I myself came back in early June into the office because we had to prepare the ground for the return of the staff. And just at current times, we have two-thirds of the staff back in the office, and we still have about a third of our complement working remotely from home. So I suppose that's what, we, that's what we've been doing. And we, the third of people who we've kept out are people who until recently had childcare issues because the schools were closed and they've just recently reopened in Ireland in the last week or so, 10 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife is a teacher and is, 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 I know all about that problem from the inside. Oh gosh. Uh, so so uh, yeah, and, and then we will have a complement of people who either have uh, health issues themselves, uh, they are susceptible or they have close contacts who have uh, health issues and would be at risk of, of, of what would happen if they caught the virus. So we, we've kept those people out uh, to date. There's a third of our people out and we're struggling now, I suppose, with a view towards how do we bring them back? Can we bring them back? And is it safe to bring them back? So, uh, I mean, the government response here is leading the way. Uh, we just have more news today that the government uh, are still advising people who can remote work, can walk remotely to continue so doing. And this does does present a problem for us because we, you know, you have a certain number, I mean, the lawyers have been in and out of the office as such uh, for all the period because we are an essential service in Ireland and, and mm-hmm. you know, we're entitled to be in the office and go to court, etc. But uh, there is some people, there are some people who have not been in the office since mid-March and, mm-hmm. you know, you are losing some contact with them. Uh, you don't see them about the place and whilst they may be doing their work, you really don't know what's going on. Uh, I suppose, if you're not directly on their teams. Uh, I mean, we do liaise with our own teams, with people that I wouldn't see. 
because I don't work directly with them. Right. Uh, and that is a, a sort of a, 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 a becoming an issue for us because we have concerns around that. I mean, the primary concern is the safety of our workforce. We're all lawyers. We know the issues that will arise if, if somebody contracts uh, COVID in the workplace. We're very conscious of that, and we're very conscious to comply with government uh, guidelines in that regard. Um, you know, fortunately, we, we haven't had a positive case in the workplace. We do have a plan ready should such develop because, you know, we have to expect that. We've had about five people through our workforce who had concerns that they might have COVID and therefore got a test, but that test was negative. So mm -hmm. that was all very fortunate for us. So, so again, we have to be ready if we did have a, a case in the office and what would happen. Would the office have to shut and fall or in part? And, and we have plans made along those lines. So, again, it's, it's sort of... You know, it's it's working by doing and, and trying to develop strategies to keep going. Right. So so that that's really where we are at the moment. As I say, we just have news today that we are to continue working at a sort of a level two degree of readiness, or as to how we deal with COVID level level five being the you know significant restrictions which we had going back a number of months. But at level two, there are still restrictions in place uh, from the work point of view. The guidance there is that people who can work remotely continue to do so, and hence the problem I alluded to earlier. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're working through all of that. Um, we've been very fortunate that we've been able to keep going and provide our services uh, to the COVID uh, epidemic and pandemic, um, and we have really you know worked seamlessly through that period of time. Um, uh, you know, the court scenario is that the courts generally were shut until uh, mid-July. They're now reopening. Mm -hmm. uh, there are all sorts of rules about how, how things happen in court and, and many people can be in the courtroom, etc. So we have a, a very slow court process here in Ireland. There are lots of delays in the court system waiting for a trial. And now uh, there are this, this COVID issue has added to that. So, you know, you want to have even more significant delays for clients. Uh, right. But from a practical point of view, that encourages people to try and get cases settled. Uh, right. We are doing settlements all the time. And, and, and from a work point of view, litigation work means that you have work in the tank. You know, we're a lag business, so we have cases, you know, can take three to five years to come to completion. And that gives us work at the moment. It's not like our work has stopped. Right. Uh, so that work is, is ongoing. Uh, and therefore, we would hope that when we get to the other side of Christmas and uh, into mid next year that hopefully that we'll have a brighter picture but I, I think it's just a question of eating small bites at the moment and targeting ourselves towards Christmas and then after Christmas to mid-June which is sort of we run a June to June financial year and they're, mm -hmm. the, they're the short they're the short yards I suppose that we're looking at uh, and trying to bring ourselves and guide the ship to, to all of that period of time. Right right and I think you know a lot of firms are looking at it in the same way. Um, you talked about working um, with the two-thirds staff working in, in the building and then one-third working remotely. I know there are some firms that are talking about never returning to full in-house working. Do you think, um, given what you've said, it sounds like your goal is to return to fully working in office. Is that something that you as a firm think will happen? Or do you think that at some point you will have some people who will always work remotely um, or there'll be some sort of hybrid? Well, I think it's 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 likely that there will be some sort of hybrid. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of talk that people would never return to the office, but 
to be honest, uh, you know, particularly in the area of law, we have a lot of collaboration. There are many issues to be discussed and chores, etc., to be done in, in organising and running a law office, as everybody knows. Uh, you need to have people around you, mm -hmm. uh, and, and it has happened that the people, <laughs> the people in the office, are doing the vast bulk of those things for people who are not uh, in the office. So, right. so I, I suppose that that's an issue. And then there's the issue of losing contact with your people who are who are remote, and and you know who seem to you know the, my opinion would would sort of lose a certain amount of contact with the office by by virtue of being remote. I mean they won't understand the same urgencies about issues or how things change, you know, not just by the hour, but by the minute in an office where things have to go, particularly when you're reacting to COVID. So so I think, look, I, I think we've shown ourselves an ability to 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 continue working from home with the technological advances. Um, again, there are broadband issues in some parts of the country here in Ireland, but like if you're in, in the capital city and big cities, you don't have those broadband issues and, and therefore you can work seamlessly. Uh, you know, meetings and can be done on Zoom and on Microsoft Teams, but everybody will agree they're not the same and there's a certain fatigue uh, um, <laughs> uh, emerging in relation to them. Uh, but, but uh, you know, I think that, that there's probably going to be a hybrid. I mean, you know, certainly people, uh, they, they, they don't miss their commute time now. You know, in Ireland, being a relatively small country, we don't suffer from long commutes, say, in Dublin. But people in Dublin, for the first time, have said that they have now, uh, what, what you call it, they have a nice way of life in the sense that they're not spending lots of time in traffic. And I mean, that's only got to be to the better of people in, in having them content and, and working. Uh, but but I, you know, when you balance it all up and add it all up, I, I think that offices are going to continue. They're going to be the hub of work. Um, there probably is going to be a hybrid uh, arrangement and that people, they work three days in or, and, and two days out. That can happen, uh, and uh, certainly for the lawyers. I mean, for the support staff who provide the support to lawyers, uh, you know, generally the support work is hands-on, and therefore you need them with you. And uh, mm -hmm. it is a problem for, as I say, I'm working with my secretary is out working remotely, and <laughs> you know, I prefer to have it the other way. Is all I can say. Right, right, for sure. Um, what do you think is the yeah. biggest lesson that you've learned when it became clear that this was a pandemic and you were going to be seriously affected and your clients were going to be seriously affected? Well, I suppose the biggest lesson and, and, and bonus of this has had to be the, the you know, the using the computers and the IT investment that we made in putting people into the area. Uh, and in, in, we had developed a policy of going paperless, trying to get the paper out of law, which is a very difficult thing, particularly in litigation, where you have vast stacks of paper involving discovery and the like. But we had adopted a policy in, in one section of the office to go paperless and to trial it. Uh, when we started to work remotely, obviously, we, well, we, once we could access the paper file, you know, that was inconvenient and it required a trip into the office with masks and gloves, etc., when there was nobody else about, uh, and, and you have somewhat of forlorn experience in going in to get a file. But, uh, but so therefore, we've become more reliant on our, our computer systems, and that has to be the biggest benefit. Uh, and, 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 and I think uh, for, for law firms who are quite adept in that area, uh, uh, you know, they'll see the advantage in it, and those not yet adept in the area will certainly, I certainly would encourage them to put their time, efforts, and money into investment in that area uh, and get themselves paperless, uh, get themselves working on the computer uh, to a high degree, 
Uh, I mean, some countries are better, uh, uh, obviously, at this than others. But unfortunately, in Ireland, I mean, uh, the the uh, the government or the court system has never driven this agenda. Mm. Uh, and if I had one word of in somebody's ear, I would say that the court system should have driven sort of an e-agenda where documentation is online, filings are online, uh, whatever about remote hearings, which can be cumbersome, but but that we should be much more. Uh, you know, I suppose technologically savvy, uh, and, and that certainly would be my words of advice to, to the younger generation. We're probably better at this um, uh, than, than myself, but uh, I think there is an awful lot of work to be done in trying to trying to sort of knock out the paper out of our business. Right, and I think the you know what's taken place over the last six months has really made that clear to all of us. So um, I'm sure that yeah, there'll be exactly. a lot of action in that in that regard. Yeah, exactly. And even as regards the the signing of documentation or the swearing of affidavits in a certain way, which normally is done before a person, but but should now be done in another way, just to to allow the it, it carry the same weight, but uh, in 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 a, in a way that doesn't require a person to put themselves before a person to swear a document, or to swear an affidavit. Right. Unfortunately, again talking about the court specifically, it's a system that really is based upon getting a lot of people in a huddle in a small building, you know, to, to produce a result. Uh, and of course, including the judge, the registrar, and the parties. So it certainly has knocked a lot of people out. Yeah. Is that okay, Lindsay? Yeah, that's great. We're just having a little bit of trouble with your sound, I think. Um, but yeah. Okay. Now we can hear you again. Um, is that is that a bit better? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Um, so. Okay. Okay. The one of the things um, that we're having a lot of questions about is the idea of building business in the time of pandemic. And I know, you know, one of the things that has come up is that this is the year of the existing client and people will lawyers will focus more on taking care of their clients that they have and if there is new business coming in that business is going to come from the clients that they have already while other firms are still taking the opportunity to try and build new business and market themselves in new and different ways and i'm curious to hear what your thoughts are about that if there are ways that you've pivoted some of your marketing efforts and business development efforts to embrace the new world, the new technology that we're all using, um, or if you are really focusing more on the existing clients that you have. Yeah, well, I think it's 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 a little bit of both actually, because um, you know we've got to rethink the whole marketing area, even from the point of view of giving a business card to somebody and. and would say that they're nearly gone out of fashion right. uh, but we are involved in a, in a rebranding uh, exercise at the moment as, as I mentioned to you uh, which involves different paper etc but then you know we're going paperless and I wondered about that how relevant was all of this but I mean you have to have your presence online uh, you have to have your your identity online you've got to build your brand uh, so, so I think that in the context of developing new business, yes, uh, but in an economy that is effectively closed, uh, where deals have been stalled, uh, where courts have been closed, and, and you know, the, there is obviously a huge, uh, I suppose, a stop in the market. 
I mean, the, you know, the, the, the pressing question is what can you do? Uh, and I suppose what we've learned is that we can continue to provide our professional service seamlessly by working remotely to our existing clients. Uh, we do keep, keep a tally, no doubt, as most firms do, of our clients fee-wise. And, you know, they produce for, for our firm uh, nearly 50% of our fee income. So, so they're the clients that are important in our mind and we have to keep them happy and satisfied and work with them. Uh, we've got to provide our advices and, uh, and we have sort of, you know, done the remote webinars to, to, the, to those firms and, the, and their entities and their supports. Uh, we've advised them on their various government uh, financial incentives here for business during COVID and we've provided advices on those to our clients, which, you know, they can be hard to decipher. Obviously, the whole area of employment and HR and, and potential redundancy issues are, are very evident at the moment and, mm -hmm. and, and require advice and the clients appreciate those. Uh, but, but you know, it is, you know, it is difficult to, 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 to develop and, and bring new business uh, in this environment because normally, you know, in our, from our point of view here in Ireland, that, that, that's about getting out and meeting people, uh, going to events and, and running you know, uh, as I say, um, presentations and all of that is close contact with people. Right. Uh, you know, shaking hands and, and pressing flesh, etc. That's all. That's all contrary <laughs> to COVID. So, uh, but but you know, you know, with that in mind, I think people are resilient, and and I think that you know the thing about law is that there's always going to be somebody who will need the services of a lawyer. They'll want a trusted uh, lawyer to advise them. And I think if you can build your brand to be there when this is over, that you're a strong, resilient brand, you're in business, you can provide your services, that, 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 that is something that will attract clients. And that's just something that we have to build on. But, it, you know, it is not easy. Uh, and, and, you know, you're certainly dependent upon your existing clients, as I said, you have provided the work in the bag at, uh, for, at the moment for us, uh, which will continue with our, you know, to give us fee income into mid-next year and beyond. And, I mean, and that has to be the priority. We have to be here when this is over, and uh, mm -hmm. we certainly will endeavor to do so. Right, right. Uh, Michael Slan, who you know um, is from Fogler Rubinoff, had said early on in the in the pandemic that it would be the role of the lawyer to help their clients understand and and have regain confidence in the marketplace and be able to do business again. He feels that the lawyers will be the ones to help their clients through this and, and feel that confidence again. Do you feel that that's true? Oh, I, I, I absolutely do. I mean, I suppose, you know, if you understand what a lawyer does, it's mostly crisis management, you know. Right. So right. I, I think we, we have become experts. We have become experts in crisis management. I mean, I, I suppose this is certainly a significant crisis of my lifetime, qualified in yeah. 1990. You know, I, I mean, if you grew up in Ireland in the 1980s, I mean, everybody in Ireland was, was emigrating to the USA uh, because things were so bad here. Yeah. Uh, and, and, um, so, so I, uh, you know, and in, in then, you know, the the nineties and, and the two thousands were relatively okay here, and then came the financial crash in two thousand and seven, mm -hmm. uh, when we thought that we would, you know, that everything was going to end. I'm seeing, I'm still dealing currently with litigation and failed deals arising from that financial crisis, and mm -hmm. now we've hit, you know, another huge, uh, uh, you know, one in one hundred year event in the world, uh, where you know the UK is already in, in recession. Uh, you've got, I think I heard this morning in, on, on the radio coming to work that the Asia, for the first time in 60 years, uh, uh, is, is now in recession. Oh, uh, 
so you, you, you know so so look uh, in the context of uh, you know dealing with life and, 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 what, and, and what worries you as you say what keeps you up in, in, in uh, late at night and thinking about these things you know we are crisis managers uh, you, you know we'd always say well we could be in a worse place and, and uh, again if you look at the we, we again we receive media here you know people trying to escape from Syria and the war there to try and get on a boat to go to Europe and, and uh, they get they get you know, onto an island in Greece where, you know, they have nothing and, and their camp is burned down and you have to say to yourself that you've got to keep things in perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, where there's a will, there's a way. So I think people are resilient and I certainly think that lawyers are uh, will, will be able to work through that and advise their clients as to how to keep going because, you know, we must do a source and, and we've got to find the, the ways and the means to do so. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, and I think, you know, obviously, there's some really challenging issues in the world right now. Um, and there's some really challenging issues within firms that firm leaders are dealing with. And obviously, there can be a lot of uncertainty among the members of your firm. So how is that something that you have dealt with as a firm leader, when you know there is some uncertainty among the members of your firm? And you've got, you know, people all over the place, some of them in the office, some of them out of the office, you know, how do you, how do you handle that? Well, I suppose we, we, we made a decision from very early on that we had to be very clear in our communications and communication was key. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that myself and the managing partner, Harry, that you know, Harry Felly, we work very closely on the communication piece in trying to bring our people along with us in this event, which we had never seen the likes of before. So, you know, there was obviously concern. Uh, we, we did have to implement a pay cut across the board. That had to be, first of all, decided upon uh, the requirement for its need, etc., and then communicated to staff and uh, in a certain way and, and, and deal with staff questions. And it, it, it came down to really individual phone calls to staff members who had concerns. And it required all of that effort to, to bring people on a certain journey to keep on the ship. Um, and I think we've been successful in that. And now we have partially restored that wage uh, cut. Uh, we were still, some people have not had their salaries in, at the, the higher levels restored, but uh, the people who at the lower levels who have been affected most have had their salaries fully restored. So all of that communication piece required a lot of work. Up here, uh, an ambulance here flying past me in the background, but uh, um, so all of that was the communication was key. Uh, you know, we, we we still have issues. I mean, you know, it, it's like being on the ship through perilous waters. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you want your you want your crew to stay with you, and you have to work to keep them. And, and there's certainly a lot of strength in staying aboard a ship. Uh, you'll always have people who say they will want to leave, and they feel they might do better otherwise. And there, are, there are limited opportunities, I think, in this economy, so that it's not a huge worry for us. But, you know, so be it if they do. Uh, and and uh, I think that if we stick together, it's like any firm who sticks together will we'll come to the crisis. But it does require careful management. It requires careful management on the finances, uh, not just on a monthly basis, but probably on a weekly basis, because the whole issue here surrounds uh, really cash flow. And we have to have cash uh, to keep this business going. Uh, and the management of that cash is a priority. Uh, and to see not just that we have fee income today or tomorrow, we need to have fee income right into mid next year in the hope right. that then business will improve, 
uh, work will start to flow again. Uh, people are fully back to work, and and uh, so that's been. I mean, that actually has been a real focus from sort of mid March, April. How do we control our cash flow? How do we manage our cash flow so that we can have cash in the business to bring us to crisis times where some, you know, some departments in the office are not producing income or very mm-hmm. limited income because really their clients have stopped working. And again, coming back to the whole litigation piece, fortunately, uh, and it's a bit like the last recession as a litigation firm, both for plaintiff and defendant, uh, we have work in the tank, uh, which is you know takes a number of years to come to fruition and will produce free income and hopefully will take us through this difficult time. Uh, but, you know, as I say, careful, <laughs> careful scrutiny required at all times. Right. I, yeah, I totally agree. Um, what is one piece yeah. of advice you would give to other law firm leaders and lawyers who are going through this same experience? Yeah. Well, again, I think I, I touched on it earlier without harping on about it. I mean, uh, really as a computer, uh, I'm not really strong on computers. I just <laughs> wish that I had the opportunity to study them in greater detail um, but, but uh, and to get adept at them. But I think if I was to give one piece of advice is to make yourself... Uh, friendly and computer friendly get your systems online mm-hmm. if you know possible go paperless so that you can work from wherever you need to work uh, and I think that's been the best thing because as long as you can keep going and you're not you don't have to shut your doors and you're not handicapped and running your day-to-day business you, you know there is business to be done online uh, and I think that would really be the, the, the one piece of advice I would give uh, and also I mean I think you have to be you have to look back a little bit on history as well and you have to say well look, these things this thing hasn't happened for 100 years but people got over that uh, and, and you know uh, the world continued and uh, the world will continue yes. and ultimately we'll be back in action and at the moment uh, you know the position we, we, we've got to live with COVID uh, and we've just got to adapt ourselves to you know to, to, to allow ourselves to do our business in the normal way and as I say human beings are resilient and I think we get through this. Yes, I totally agree. And outside of, of COVID and work and all of this, uh, all of this other stuff, what is one thing that you're enjoying right now? <laughs> That's a good question. And the answer is a four-letter word called golf. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, that did food, you could actually get a drink, as long as you had food of a certain price. 
uh, with a big debate here in Ireland is that the, the pubs that don't uh, serve food, they're still closed and they wow. will continue to stay closed in Dublin. But outside of Dublin, they're due to open again on the 21st of September. So that will be a cheery note for all. Yeah, that's very exciting. I'm sure they're they're looking forward to that. Only about a week more. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, I'm sure public order and all sorts of those type of things <laughs> that happen late at night after pubs, our offences are way down. But I mean, the, the populace, <laughs> I'd say, generally would, would be very happy to have the pubs back open again and, yeah. uh, uh, but uh, so, so be it you know yeah yeah that's good well thank you so much this has really been wonderful i really appreciate your time and uh for Not at all, all of our listeners we'll be back again next week with another guest thank you so much for tuning in please take a moment to rate review and subscribe over on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts 